Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Well, I was looking for some inspiration about what to start with. You know, I want to bury the leads. Sometimes I, I think I bury the lead sometimes. You know, what am I going to talk about tonight? What am I going to start with? And uh, I just, moments, just like three minutes before starting this show, I was watching Sean Hannity. He showed a clip of a very, very sick woman, a a sick individual named Laurie Kilmartin. Is that her name? Laurie Kilmartin. She's supposedly a comedian, supposedly a quote-unquote comedian. And she was on with Eamon Mohadeen on MSNBC. And she said, and I'm paraphrasing here because I only listened to it once. I didn't want to listen to it again because my ears would have bled if I listened to it again. But she said that... She wants to find the leaker and make sweet love to the leaker. She wants to make sweet love to the leaker of the abortion, the SCOTUS decision on Roe v. Wade, the Alito memo. Um, she wants to make sweet love, she said, to the leaker. And if it's a Republican, if the leaker's a Republican, after she makes sweet love to them, she wants to abort the fetus. She wants to abort the Republican fetus. This is a very, very sick person. This is a sick individual, a sick, twisted mind. And there's nothing funny about that. People say, oh, she's a comedian. No, no, but MSNBC put her on the air. And millions of people, or MSNBC, thousands of people saw this. And MSNBC, Eamon Mohadeen, who used to be a serious newsman, before he decided there was more fame and fortune having a uh, a left-wing opinion show, um, left. He left. Now, he left probably a little uncomfortably. I'll give him credit for that. But he left uncomfortably the same way Billy Bush left uncomfortably when Trump made that comment about grabbing a woman by the pussy. What happened to Billy Bush? He laughed uncomfortably. So Abe Medin laughed uncomfortably. He didn't say, that's sick, get off this show, you know, I don't want you on this show anymore, that crosses the line. He laughed, so should he go the way of Billy Bush? Of course he won't. He won't, because he laughed uncomfortably at a sick left-wing comedian, not at Donald J. Trump. So, you know, we once again, this has been a show about hypocrisy and double standards for the six months it's been on. I think this is episode number, a show episode, show number 116. And I think all previous 115 had something to do, the through line through those six months, 115 shows has been about hypocrisy and double standards, mostly coming from the left over the last two and a half years. And here's another double standard. Eamon Mohideen laughs at this very sick person saying she wants to fuck the, the uh, leaker and then if the leaker happens to be Republican, fuck them and abort the child. This is comedy in the year 2022? There's nothing funny. Now, this is a thing that I talk about. Another common thread. It looks like the common thread tonight is common threads. But the common thread also through my shows have been simply how I am a former progressive and how the progressive left and the Democrats, this current left, you can lump them all together, Democrats, Democrat establishment, progressives, have really turned me off to the point where they have, they have pushed well, – well, look at that graph that Elon Musk put up. I don't know if they pushed me to the right, but they've gone so far to the left. If I've stayed in the same spot, it makes it look like, like the chart Elon Musk put up, that I'm a right-winger now. 
But these people are turning me off so much that issues I used to agree with them on, I'm finding myself not agreeing with them anymore because of sick, twisted individuals like this Laurie Kilmartin. I don't want to be part of that club. I don't want to. I don't want them for friends. I don't want them for associates. I don't care. I don't. I don't want to work with them. I don't want to play with them. I don't want to do anything with them. And they're now turning me off to actually the idea of being pro-choice because there's nothing funny. Even if you're pro-choice, there's nothing funny about abortion. Nothing funny about killing something that's growing in you, whether you consider it a human or not. There's nothing funny about that. Nothing funny about that. There's nothing funny about just fucking and having sex as much as you want, having as many abortions as you'd like, because you are a selfish person with no self-control. There's nothing funny about any of that stuff. Nothing funny about aborting Republican children. Nothing funny about fucking a leaker who is destroying the sanctity of the Supreme Court of the United States, you shithead. So, it's, this is the problem. This, the left, this is what the left has done. This is why they're going to get destroyed. They don't seem to get it. That more Republicans, it's not like all of a sudden Republicans are going to vote and Democrats aren't going to vote in November. They've turned more Democrats into Republicans. They've, they've turned more Democrats against the Democratic Party, at least. That's the problem. They're bleeding Democrats because of what they're doing. They're bleeding Democrats because those of us like myself who can take in information and say, you know what, I don't want to be on this team anymore. I don't, I don't like the management anymore. I don't like the general manager. I don't like the manager. I don't like the ownership Let's look at a sports franchise. I don't want to be on that team anymore. Trade me. I don't want to be here anymore. It's not what it used to be. It's not what I believe it used to be. It's not what it was when I joined it. So consider me a free agent. And the Democrats have created all these free agents who for maybe five years of their life or 20 years of their life or like mine, let's see, what, 30 years of, of their life voted for Democrats, primarily Democrats, almost always Democrats, are not going to this November. Maybe not again, ever. I, I took the pledge. So this is what's happened. They don't un- seem to get it. They're so, un- they're, they're so selfish and their id is so, is, is, is so dominant that they can't see what they're doing. They can't help seem to help themselves and see they are the reason why Republicans will win. They are the reason why Republicans will win. Because they've gone so extreme. You can say extreme to the left. I don't is it to the left to say things like, I want to fuck the leaker and abort the child to the republic? That's not the left. That's sick. They've gone sick. They're sick in the head. They've lost all common sense, as Bill Maher has said. And it's their own fault. Don't blame Trump in November. Like, he, like, like Trump has born Republican babies, born Republican voters. No, they have. They have. They should blame themselves. But they have no humility. They have no humanity. They will never blame themselves. 
They will never admit they were wrong with masks. They will never admit they're wrong with vaccines. They just double and triple down. No matter what the facts are. No matter what the reality of the situation is. Because they are so selfish and full of themselves that they can't bring themselves to admit failure and change so they can have success. That is the fundamental fatal flaw of the Democrat, the modern-day Democrat, the modern-day liberal. They cannot seem to self-reflect. And it's all about self-gratification. So you go on TV and you say things like that crazy Lori Kilmartin. But it's not just her, it's many of them. It's many of them. Who say things like, we're, we're punishing children, we're targeting children and bullying children if we don't teach kindergartners about sex change operations. And they believe it, like Chris Murphy. Senator Chris Murphy believes it. He believed it. When Brett Baer, in an interview on Sunday, said to him, wait a minute, this is not, this is about don't, this is not don't say gay, this is not targeting gay children, this is about not teaching sex change to the kindergartners, and Chris Murphy said, oh, no, it is targeting children. He believes it. How anyone in their right mind, in their right, who has a brain and a heart, can stay with these people now at this point, I don't know. But we know the only thing that keeps many people there is Trump derangement syndrome. They'll always say, well, but Trump, well, but Trump. Yes, this is not right. I don't agree with this, but Trump. Yes, right, what DeSantis did was okay, but Trump, blah, 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 blah. So that's a sickness. That's an illness. Like I said, it should be in the next DSM, the Psychological Disorder Manual. Trump derangement syndrome is, is an illness. It's an absolute illness. Because it affects proper thinking. It, it affects clear thinking and clear choices. So, it just it boggles my mind how they don't get it. If they have lost a Democrat voter of thir- three decades, who, how, who else have they lost? They've lost a lot of people. And that's what you'll see in the exit polls come November. Democrats saying, I voted Republican this time, or I voted Republican for the first time. You'll see a lot of that in the exit polling come November. A lot of it. You'll see a lot of people interviewed who said, I was a lifelong Democrat, but I couldn't vote Democrat this time. I was a lifelong Democrat. This is the first time I voted Republican. You'll see a lot of that. You'll see a lot of independents who swing back and forth to vote Republican. You'll see tons of that. And it's because of people like Laurie Kilmartin and, and outlets like MSNBC who give these people airtime. Because then you can have people. You can have people actually watching. I don't watch MSNBC. I haven't watched MSNBC for a while now, for years. But you could have people watching MSNBC who are pro-choice, who hear that and go, "Ugh, ugh," and so they're turning people off by the second in real time, in real time, and they don't seem to care because it's about self. Gratification of the moment feels so good to say you'd fuck the uh, the leaker. It feels so good to say you'd report you'd abort, abort Republican children. Doesn't matter if you just lost ten thousand voters in that one minute. 
It feels so good to say it. It feels so satisfying to say it. And you know why? Because you're getting back at Trump. Trump derangement syndrome. It feels so good, doesn't it? Aren't you? Oh, Trump must be so hurt by that. Trump Trump must be so hurt that you lost another 10,000 voters. You idiot. You moron. You fool. This is what happens when you put emotion over logic. When you put emotion over thought. When you put emotion over intellect. There's no reason to ever do it. There's no excuse to ever do it. It's having no self-control. It's having no self-control. It's having no self-awareness. That's the issue. That's what it comes down to. And abortion is a very emotional issue. When you don't think about it, when you just use your, your pure emotion. But when you start thinking about it and breaking it down and looking at polls, this is why the Democrats continue to lie, like Chris Murphy. Can, they'll keep on saying two out of three people want Roe to stay. Well, that is possibly true. There was one poll that showed like 60% of the people want Roe versus Way to stay way it is. But in the same time, in the same polls or different polls, they ask about, are you pro-choice or not? And it's 50-50. And as you break it down into trimesters, as you go along, it's more people are against abortion. So at best, they got a 50-50 issue. But only at the beginning. Only when a woman maybe first finds out she's pregnant. But as you go six weeks, 10 weeks, 15 weeks, it becomes 60-40 the other way against abortion. Most people want, most people in this country, the majority want some kind of limitations, if not total limitations. About half want total limitations. And there are about 10, 15, 20% more that want some limitations. So they lie when they say, oh, two out of three people don't want Roe versus Wade and abortion are two separate things. But they don't want to separate the two things. They want to make it look like it's the same thing. So when they lie to you, or when they, well, I shouldn't say they lie, because maybe it's true that maybe two out of three people want Roe to say it is. And I've told you why last week. It's because some people are just so tired of the issue. They're like, oh, just let it stay. And let the states make their own laws the way they have anyway, and make their own restrictions, because most people want restrictions. They're just tired of the deal. They're tired of it. They don't want to deal with it anymore. They don't want to deal with what we're dealing with now. So they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it, let's just let the damn thing stay. But it doesn't mean they're for abortion. It doesn't mean they're pro-choice. But the Democrats don't want to separate the two issues. They want to make it look like it's the same issue. That Roe v. Wade, the decision, and abortion is the same issue. And it's not. It's not even close to being the same issue. It doesn't poll anywhere close. But like I said, it is an emotional issue. An emotional issue. And also, getting back to polls, even if 100% of the people wanted Roe v. Wade to stay, it doesn't mean the justices should rule that way. Because justices don't rule by polls. They don't rule by majority rule. They don't rule by public pressure. They don't rule by mob rule. They don't rule by political pressure. That's not what you want. Because you might get off to that when it goes your way, but when it doesn't, then you're sucking wind. That's not the way the Supreme Court's supposed to work. It's not supposed to work on public pressure or leaks or, or mob rule or people rioting or picketing outside their homes or a poll that was taken. 
by uh, Quinnipiac. That's the way it works. Well, why do we need a Supreme Court then? Just do a poll. The poll is the law. There's a reason why our founding fathers were against the, the tyranny of the majority. Because the majority is all, all, almost always wrong. Or very often wrong, at least. Very often wrong. Remember the time, there was a time not too long ago where if you polled the majority and they would say blacks should be slaves or blacks should be second-class citizens or blacks should have their separate fountains or blacks shouldn't be able to go to school with whites. That was the majority opinion in polls not too long ago. Should we have gone with that? Should it have been law? Of course not. Once again, when you don't think... This is what the show is all about. It's about thinking. I think and talk. I know I curse a lot. I know sometimes I say things that people would consider hyperbole. But I talk a lot. I talk for 30 minutes a night. You know, a couple, every couple of weeks I'll have a guest. But for the most part, it's me, 30 minutes a night, five nights a week. So it's two and a half hours a week every week that I just talk. But what I try to do is be as much as lies. Think through as I'm talking. I think it through. That's what we need to do more with issues. Think them through. But everything is run on emotions. But the job of someone at MSNBC or CNN or Fox or maybe if they have a guest on that says something like that, their job is not to laugh. It's not to laugh uncomfortably. It's to say that crosses the line. Or do you think that's going to get us more voters? Do you think that what you just said is going to get us voters in November or lose us? What is it more likely to do, get us voters or lose us voters? I think the answer is obvious. So anyway, that's the lead. I didn't mean to make Lori come on the lead. It's not all about her. She said a horrible thing, a stupid, idiotic, grotesque thing. But it's what a lot of those people think if they don't say it. It's where a lot of people think if they don't say it. Back to masks. No, well, actually, yes. <sighs> Look, the fact of the matter is, they'll never admit, as I've said before, I just said a few minutes ago, they'll never admit they were wrong on masks. They'll never, the left is never going to admit that. The Democrats will never admit they were wrong on masks. But before I get to masks, I want to give the right a little punch in the gut, too. And Fox News. We know what's coming out with the Pfizer. I spoke about the Pfizer leak a little bit yesterday. And some of those facts I may have given you that I've gone through on Twitter may not be 100% correct. And I said that yesterday. I want to get a doctor on who can go through the thousands of pages. Anyone who wants to do that might have to pay him to go through thousands of pages and look at it. But the fact of the matter is this is an issue. The, the Pfizer dumping itself is an issue. Forget about what it might say. It was an issue they wanted to hold on to this stuff for 75 years and were forced to do it. Usually you're hiding something. When you want everyone who's currently around dead by the time you release information, like maybe an assassination, you don't, you're afraid of the truth coming out. It's obvious. But the dump itself, no matter what the things say, is an issue. Yet, and what we're seeing in the early people coming, combing through it is that the vaccine was not nearly as effective, big shock, and not nearly as safe, big shock, at the very least, that's what they told people. Why isn't Fox covering this? I can understand why CNN, MSNBC aren't covering it. But why isn't Fox even talking about the Pfizer dump? Why don't they have their producers going through, their lawyers going through these pages? Well, it's obvious. It's the Trump vaccine. And they're invested in it too. That's why their doctors and everyone they've had on there 
and many of their people who work at Fox got the fucking vaccine. It's the Trump vaccine. They don't want to denounce the Trump. They don't want to say the Trump vaccine was a failure when it was. So that's why you're not seeing this covered on Fox. It's obvious. They don't want to say anything disparaging about the Trump vaccine because they call it the Trump vaccine and Trump himself takes credit for the vaccine, still is. Now, the MSNBC and CNN, they call it the Fauci vaccine. I mean, it's ridiculous. But the fact of the matter is, and that's why you see in CNN and MS, how crazy is this? That Fox sees it as the Trump vaccine, which is why they won't disparage it. And CNN, MSNBC see it as the Fauci vaccine, which is why they won't disparage it. Now, if CNN and MSNBC saw it as the Trump vaccine, they would show all of these Pfizer documents. And if Fox saw it as the Fauci vaccine, they would show all these Pfizer documents, which shows how stupid this is. It's incredibly stupid. The vaccine failed. I don't give a shit whose vaccine it is. As far as I'm concerned, it's Pfizer and Moderna's vaccine. It's the U.S. government's vaccine. Period. All of them. It's Big Pharma's vaccine. They're the ones that developed it. They're the ones that put the crap into it that doesn't work and is harmful. So everyone should be covering this. Everyone. But if you're in the pockets of Big Pharma or if you want to suck up the Trump of Fauci, you're not going to do it. So that's my rant against Fox. I really thought I wanted to give it a few days. I figured, okay, okay, the leak was last week. Over the weekend, stuff came out on Monday. You know, everything's been on Twitter and nothing, not a word, not even a word that there's been Pfizer. Not even they haven't even told people there's been a Pfizer dump of documents. When that's, of course, a lead pipe cinch fact. There have been. There will be more as the month goes on. Fox, cover it. I know you guys listen to my show. Look, I know I don't have a lot of listeners, but I know a few of you at Fox listen. So as you're listening to this, understand that I got your number on this, babe. Cover it. Talk about it. Don't give two shits that it might hurt Trump. These vaccines are crap, and everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. And uh, Stephen Colbert knows it now because Stephen Colbert came down with COVID. I don't know if it's the first time, the fifth time, or the 37th time I lose track. But isn't this, a, isn't this a wonderful vaccine? I mean, you don't get COVID once after you get the vaccine. You get it 20 times. Great vaccine. Hey, Colbert, let's do another vaccine. Let's do another ridiculous vaccine dance. You idiot. You moron. Let's do another vaccine dance. Are you dancing at home with COVID? These are a total unmitigated failure. It's the worst vaccine in the history of vaccines. I think poison would have worked better than this shit. It's like poison because everyone who gets it gets, gets COVID multiple times. And yet we still have these schmucko people like Colbert and Democratic politicians when they get it saying, I'm so glad I got the vaccine. I got COVID. I'm so glad I got the vaccine, even though I got COVID 75,000 times. Oh, boy. What a what a what a winner. What a winning what a winning jab or three or four. It's really time we start calling out this. We've seen it on the right. They call out their mask crap, even though for some reason, I, I, I still see people like Peter Ducey wearing the mask. I don't understand. Why is Peter Ducey wearing, it annoyed the hell out of me. I saw a shot of him wearing a mask. Him and Jim Acosta were the only two wearing masks at the White House press conference the other day. Why is Peter Ducey wearing a mask? 
I don't, someone has to, I don't understand that. If everyone else isn't wearing it, just Acosta, or it wasn't Acosta, it was the other guy. I get them all mixed up. All those CNN slash MSNBC guys. It might have been Acosta. It was one of those guys that was wearing a mask next to him. He sits next to Peter Ducey. He was wearing a mask, and Ducey was wearing a mask, and no one else was wearing a mask. Why is Peter Ducey of Fox News wearing a mask still? And I thought there was a point where he wasn't wearing it. It's very confusing. Take the fucking mask off. You throw out the, throw these masks in the garbage. Stop with the masks. If someone hands you one, knock it out of their hand. Stop with the fucking masks. It's enough. I'm watching these commercials on TV here in crazy, crazy ass California, the craziest, sickest place to live and vote in. It's, I'll get to our voting in a second. Um, all these commercials, and they're all wearing masks. There was a commercial today about take public transportation. Yeah, take public transportation. Get raped and mugged and shot, but take it. Sit next to a guy who's doing crack on one side, crack on the right, and meth on the left. Yeah, take it. And they're all wearing masks. All the actors are wearing masks. I live in, it's a sick fucking place. You don't have to deal with these commercials if you live in Texas or Florida. You really don't. Then there's a scene at the end of the commercial where a guy's outside and he pulls down his mask and he goes, oh, he breathes in the air. Yeah, that's the whole point. You can't breathe with a damn mask on, especially the N95s. This is what I have to deal with here on the TV here 24-7. Masking and vaccines, masking and vaccines, masking and vaccines. It's like literally an alternate, uni- an alternate universe where this is works. It's like an alternate universe where this science works and we know it doesn't. Take them off. Take those damn masks off. So in addition to all these people who've been vaccinated 17 times, getting COVID 17 times, we now see a study that just came out which said that the mask not only did not stop the prevention, but they caused more spread. And you know why they caused more spread? Because people, idiots, thought that the mask would stop the spread. So they put their little cloth mask on, they put their little face diaper on, and they went out and they did things, and they did what you would consider, you know, more um, dangerous behavior because they thought their masks were magical. And so they spread COVID around because the masks, of course, don't stop the spread at all. But people in their heads thought it did, and they thought it made them Superman and Superwoman. And that caused more spread. More dangerous. I don't like to use the word dangerous because it's more inappropriate behavior or you know risky, risky behavior supposedly. So not only did masks not work, but it caused more spread. It didn't slow the spread or stop the spread. It caused more spread, which means it caused it caused more hospitalizations and more deaths. As many of us said from day one when we were banned on Twitter, saying this in May of 2020. And we're seeing study after study now. Now, all of a sudden, study after study is coming out. You won't see it on CNN. You won't see it on MSNBC. But study after study is coming out showing that these masks were totally useless and were actually detrimental. So maybe we're about six to 12 months behind the curve of the vaccine stories coming out showing they were not useful at all and they were detrimental. So the CDC is not useful at all and, in fact, is detrimental. The CDC just put out a tweet earlier today. And the tweet said, cancer is the second leading cause of cancer. Cancer is the second leading cause of cancer. This is from the CDC. This is from the people who brought you mass and vaccines. Stop the spread. End COVID. It's really time to defund, dismantle, displace, and replace the CDC.
Make the CDC great again. How about that for a hat? Make the CDC great again. Oh, boy. I tell you, it's one thing after another, isn't it? It really is. It's one thing after another. It's time to, like, get, get a grip on reality, people. Get a grip on reality. Bring common sense back. Bring common sense back. Stop just accentuating what you want and eliminating what you don't want. That's what we see now with the media outlets and our politicians. Accentuate what you want to accentuate and just forget about and eliminate anything else that destroys that narrative. Accentuate what promotes your narrative and that's it. It doesn't matter what facts are. It doesn't matter what evidence is. It doesn't matter about science. Facts don't matter. Nothing matters. Just, just, just your narrative. Keep it going. And then if it doesn't work, make up a new one, which Democrats will do in November. Once all their narratives fall apart, from mass to vaccines to Roe versus Wade to abortion to everything, everything falls apart because people can't afford to feed their families, because people can't afford to pay their rents, because people can't afford to put gas in their car, because people can't find baby formula. That's another issue now under Biden that we've never had before, even under Jimmy Carter. When all that fails, they'll come up with a new narrative. And it'll be destroy whoever the Republican frontrunner is for the 2024 election. If it's Ron DeSantis, DeSantis derangement syndrome. If it's Donald Trump, we already got Trump derangement syndrome in place. That's all they'll have. Bash the opponent. Try to destroy them. Lie about them. That's it. That's all they got. And basically, now I was going to talk about the voting in California. I'll talk about it tomorrow or later in the week. We're having a our primary June 7th. It's just, it's just it's a shit show. I mean, the ballot's a shit show. The only thing that really counts, and we'll talk more about this. In fact, I should have someone on to talk about this. I have to have a lot of people on. It's talk about the recall of Cheza Budin. This is the big thing for the June 7th election here. Recalling the horrible, the horrible DA Cheza Budin who's caused crime to skyrocket in this city and make it unlivable. Okay, that's today's show. I'm Mike Chopley. This has been And Let's Be Heard. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you tomorrow.